Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin joins us. How are you doing today? Real good, Bryn. How's yourself? Fine, thank you. Inflation Nation is the topic of the day on this particular podcast. Where do you want to jump in? Well, I mean, it, it seems to be uh, the, the most uh, overwhelming uh, news story at the moment. You can't turn on any, any station without uh, any news station without them talking about inflation. Uh, seems almost 24-7 right now. Uh, and rightly so. I mean, inflation came in in, in March at 6.7%. It hasn't right. been that high since 1991. Uh, everything I read is telling me that's a real low ball number. Uh, inflation, real inflation is probably running north of 10%. Um, so we, we don't, we don't want to turn into Zimbabwe in, in, in our country, but the definition of inflation is inflating the money supply. And we've got a government that, uh, just seems to keep spending money. Right. And at, at some point that leads to inflationary pressure and we're starting to see that big time now. Um, you know, you, you look at everything you, you buy, um, and, and, and the, the sad thing about it is the government doesn't seem to realize that their, their uh, program spending where they want to buy everything for everyone uh, on, on the government's nickel, um, it, it hurts the, the people they're trying to help the most because people that have money spend a very small percentage of their overall income on things like groceries and gas and food and utilities. Um, whereas people that are you know on the lower income side that uh, thirty to sixty thousand dollar range, it, it's really impacting them in the pocketbook, right? Yeah, um, they're they're the people that are gonna feel it the most, and um, unfortunately, uh, the the government um, spending doesn't seem to it's not it's not gonna stop. It looks like we're gonna have another two or three years of this, uh, you know, high debt, uh, high spending culture in in Ottawa, and it's. Uh, you know, at some point it's going to cause a severe recession because what will happen is the housing market will roll over. Yeah. Um, it, 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 interest rates have to go way up. Uh, there's a fella in, in charge of the Bank of Canada right now. His name's Tiff Macklem, and I, I don't know what it is, but he's not getting it. Um, he, he still thinks that... Is to, he not getting it or is he being guided by the federal government more than any other... I don't. I don't think he's getting it. Okay. Because he keeps he keeps saying that the inflation target or they're going to try and get it back down into two percent, um, maybe in fantasy land. But two two percent is we're, we're not going to see two percent probably for a decade. Um, you, you're going to have to raise rates from prime from three to to seven or eight percent in in order to to see two percent inflation again, and that would just bankrupt the country. So. Um, I think rates are going to go up and it's going to be steep and it's going to be painful. Uh, but again, it's going to hurt those people that, uh, you know, are on the lower to moderate income side. Uh, people that have money already have their houses paid off, right? So the, the mortgage rates increasing are not going to hurt them. So in, in inflation, uh, they should have been, you know, keeping it, starting to get it in check way sooner. They let it get away on them. And now, you know, regular everyday citizens are going to pay the price. Have to mention this. If we're looking at a, a number that's over 10%, 1991, it's a long time ago. That's Is that the last time we were over 10%? Yeah, yeah, that's the last time. Borrowing rates were, um, you know, if you financed a new car in the early 90s, you were probably paying between 10 and 12% at the bank. 
uh, or, or at the leasing company, whoever you were financing through. Um, and of course, uh, we, we, we saw a 30-year bull market in fixed income because rates came down from, from those high rates. Um, you could almost say a 40-year bull market in, in fixed income because rates in the early 80s were up at 18%. Um, I don't think we're going to get to that point again, but we're probably going to see five or six percent prime rates again, which would mean lending rates are going back up to nine or ten percent. Right. Yeah. Um, now, it, it it could be short lived. Um, if rates go up that steep, it could be enough to to cause a recession and and bring in inflation back in check. But um, the, the the stick handling is you know the the tricky part of the stick handling is going to be to try and raise those rates without causing a, a global recession right, right? yeah and and it, it'll be led by the Fed in the U S um, you know can, Canada just catches the cold every time the U S sneezes right oh so, yeah hey but uh, here's the, here's the thing though we're so we're dealing with a liberal government right now that's kind of dragging us through this but when you go back to 1991 it was a conservative government uh, Brian Mulroney I believe in 91 times i don't i don't know if times change governments often do but frequently it doesn't really seem to matter who's running the country at any particular time if the timing is right for this kind of thing it just seems to happen i can't even remember how we even shook it off in 91 well it it uh it started in the 70s right and the uh the government largesse largely uh from the previous trudeau government trudeau senior yeah um nearly bankrupted the country in, in you know going into uh from the national energy program going into 1981-82 where you saw the the rates at 18 percent they had to almost drop in half in about seven or eight years right yeah. so mulroney took over i think in 84 and then um he was probably prime minister until about 93 when Kretchen took over. That's right. And, uh, Actually, Kim Campbell was in there. Yeah, yeah. Very briefly. <clears throat> right yes. before. Yeah. Um, at the end of the Mulroney. For that month. Uh, yeah. So if, if you look at the job that Kretchen and Martin did, those were very fiscally responsible uh, liberal governments. And, and the country did pretty well um, get, getting the fiscal house in order um, for, for, you know, probably a good 10 years. And then uh, the the Canadian economy was doing very well from 2002 to 2008, and then the financial crisis hit. Right. Yeah. So, um, but when when I look back to uh, you know 2003 was probably uh, the, the end of maybe the end of Kretchen's uh, prime, prime minister toward uh, dwindle, dwindle toward the end there. Yeah, r- roughly. Yeah. But I remember a 62 cent uh, Canadian dollar to the U.S. Right? I do too. And then commodity prices started picking up. So when, when you look at what's uh, going on today, you're seeing uh, increase in commodity prices across the entire spectrum. And that's a result of inflation being artificially uh, kept low for, for you know, a good period of time, uh, call it 15 years. Um, and now we're starting to see inflation. Well, of course, uh, with a commodity, uh, even though they're cyclical, you can't, you can't pull pull minerals out of the ground or, or cut trees or uh, produce oil and gas lower than the cost of uh, the commodity. Right. Right. So whatever it costs you to get them out of the ground, you, you need a reasonable profit on that extraction. And we're seeing that now. Um, so Canada's in a good spot. I, I don't think inflation is necessarily bad for our stock market because we produce everything that the world needs, whether you're talking trees, oil and gas, minerals, potash, 
Canada produces uh, in an abundance, right? So, uh, and because of the um, the lack of foreign investment into Canada right now, because of our, our lame duck uh, government, which is uh, almost, it seems like they're anti-business, uh, no one's investing in the country. And as a result, you've lost that correlation between the Canada and U.S. dollar. With oil at, uh, you know, $110 a barrel U.S., our dollar should be near par with the U.S. It's at 80 cents. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. It's because of our, our lack of productivity. Um, you know, you, you saw almost $150 billion in capital leave the country when uh, the Liberals got elected. So, uh, and that's been continuing. Well, it's starting to come back a little bit now, but only because of high prices, right? Yeah. So when you combine the low dollar with the high price uh, of the commodities, um, Canada's in a real good spot right now. So if, if the dollar can stay at 80 cents, these companies are going to be printing money like crazy. Right. Just the prof, level of profitability is huge right now. Are we sending mixed messages, though? There was a uh, there was a quote, and I cannot remember the source, but I do remember the quote from Christy uh, Freeland, who obviously is the deputy prime minister and finance minister in the country. The quote was, our government has been very clear that we support the Keystone XL pipeline. I think it was a mistake not to move forward with the KXL. Well... This kind of uh, flies in the face of everything we've been told over the last five years. Is this because now they're starting to see the pinch from not being able to get our commodities out there? Well, and we're going through this with inflation. That, that's, the, uh, that's the thing that's hilarious about the, the Trudeau government, right? On the one hand, they're saying, oh, we need to uh, increase oil and gas uh, to help out the people of Ukraine, replace that Russian oil. And on the other hand, they're saying we need to shut down the oil sands. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, I know, it's confusing. It's, it's a comedy of errors. And uh, unfortunately, um, the, the citizens of our country um, in that lower uh, income tax bracket are going to be paying the price. Okay, so... The topic, inflation nation. So uh, if somebody was going to want to invest, would you still stay with commodities then right now? Is that the safest? Yeah, I, I think we're in a long-term uh, commodity uh, super cycle. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely bullish on uh, pretty much everything Canada makes. I, I, I see this as very similar to uh, the, the period from 2002 to 2008, and that was a good five-year run in the Canadian market. Um, the the uh, the market has to come back at, at some point to the average returns, which is usually around ten percent on a, on an organized exchange. Uh, and Canada has been underperforming world markets now for the better part of almost a decade. So I think uh, it's Canada's time. We're we're going to be seeing good returns uh, across all our sectors, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited for that because it means uh, I'm going to have some happy clients because that's and that makes you happy. Yeah, it's largely where I have clients weighted is towards uh, you know those oligopoly sectors within within the Canadian. Uh, uh, sector. Okay. Hey, that's it for today. We have more helpful hints coming your way in our next podcast. So make sure you tune in for that. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, you can give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or uh, give me an email, dlamontang at researchcapital.com. And that's the website, by the way, researchcapital.com. Dustin, thanks for your time today. Thanks, Brent. All right. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day. 